0: People in the street have incredible stories. This is Electric People Podcast. Welcome to Street Stories. All right, street family, we are live from Bakersfield, California. I'm together with my co-pilots here. We've got Sterling Burke Hills. What's, what's up, it? Stir? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, it's been good to see you the yeah, last few days. good to have you, man. Yeah, we've got round two. Round two, here we go. Hey, Wait. we've also got our other co-pilot, fresh off 900 installs, Jeff Lynn Gallivan. <laughs> you got to go with the little names. Everyone's learning Everyone's How are you doing, Jeffrey, Jeffrey. Le- you doing Jeff Lynn? Names. I'm doing pretty good. Good. Hey, the star of the show today, though, is Carlos Paredes. What's up, Carlos? What's up? Thank you for having me. Hey, we're stoked. So... We, we, we launched a couple of these episodes um, back last week, these street stories. Uh, so fun to be able to talk through uh, life and what got us to this point. And your story is unlike any of the stories that we've heard really to date. I have to I have to say something as I'm learning more and more about you, Carlos. It makes me feel less proud about my life accomplishments. (laughs) I have to be real (laughs) hearing your story. I'm so excited for everybody to, to listen to it, Um, where you were born, where you, the culture, the culture changes, uh, the progress through multiple careers, your life, uh, your, your two sons, one with down syndrome, and, um, your ascent to one of the most impactful leaders in Bakersfield contenders, which I contend is the strongest brand in the history of direct-to-home. What do you guys say about that? Hey, I like it. I Mm can argue. Hey, I've I've been feeling really good about this visit. It's been taking me back years and years ago. You guys were one of the first offices in our company, strong brand, have kicked out leaders all over the place, and Carlos is one of the best that we've ever had come through, really, this industry. And so, Carlos, we want to hear from you, man. We want to hear about your ascent to the top. I have to tell you right now, Carlos is wearing a shirt, one of our street shirts that says, make your mark, push the pace and embody leadership or leader. Yeah, it should say leaderhood, we'll say. But it says that right there on your shirt. What do those what do those three statements mean to you, Carlos? It makes everything it talks, uh, feel
1: like it talks about me. You know, uh, I was born in El Salvador, came to the United States when I was 18 years old. I had just turned 18, Uh, I came the rough way. I had to walk four
0: days and four nights on the desert, McAllen, Texas. Wait, hold on, hold on. So you were born in El Salvador. Yes. And you lived there until you were 18 years old. Correct. And then you decided to come to the States. And you walked for four days. Yes. Came through the not legal way. Not you're saying. legal way, yes. Okay. Hey, this is a crazy <laughs> thing. This is a crazy <laughs> This is awesome. I love this. What story. what was the driver there? What led to you ultimately leaving El Salvador?
1: Uh, you know just looking out for you know, to have a better life, look out for my family. Uh, I have uh, two bro- two younger brothers. Uh, I thought I could I could do it by myself in El Salvador and be okay. But just part of me decided to chase the American dream. So that's why, that's the reason I came here. So I can give my family a
0: better opportunity. That's why I I decided to to come here. I was was watching a segment the other day of the NFL draft, kind of a sports fan here. And one dude got drafted early, can't remember his name. And uh, you know, a lot of times they'll show, they're like, they're with their family celebrating or they're calling home or whatever. And they had live this one dude that got drafted, and he was on the phone with his mom. And he basically said, Mom, put in your two weeks. You're never going to work another day in your life. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about uh, chasing the, the American dream, I mean, you obviously have family still in El Salvador, right? Yeah. My parents and two brothers. Your parents and two brother- brothers. Yeah. So uh, this was, you're 18, you're 36 now. Correct. Is that right? 36 years. years old now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you fast forward 18 years. What I think is really cool about listening to your story a little bit beforehand and correlating it to that experience watching the NFL draft, you recently had a similar experience where you got to call your mom and basically gift her a brand new home. Is that right? Yes. So Um, would you say that you have been able to live the American dream? I have. I've been lucky to, to live the
1: American dream. Um, so we came from nothing, um, me getting a, uh, buying a home for, for my parents meant everything to me. Uh, and now my brother, my, my younger brother said he wanted to be a pilot. And he said that he, the first step for him was to learn English. And I said, you know what? You'll learn English. You, you prove me that you can learn English and I'll pay for your, for your pilot school. Wow. So that's the way Sunrun has changed my life that for now I'm, I'm able to say that I'm able to tell my younger brother that he can go chase his dream to go for a pilot and I'll be able to to pay for
0: his for his school and where so cool. is he training where does he live in El Salvador he's in El Salvador wow man yeah. well what's cool with that is that uh, Carlos part of his story is when he got here he knew zero English and he realized that to be successful here to really step it up be successful in America he had to learn English so he just didn't you just figure it out how'd you do it
1: that was my first investment that I did when I came here. I, I decided to buy an online course to learn English because if I wanted to live in America, I, I knew I had to learn English. And I think me knowing English was, it opened a lot of doors.
0: So we've, we talked a lot about how, okay, so you've you've been able to ascend this mountain and gift your mother a home, which <laughs> is so awesome. I can't tell you. And then obviously the experience with your brother and pilot school, But what we may not know is like the backstory of um, the actual like ascent. And and, I mean, it wasn't easy, right? Like you came came the illegal way and um, it took several years, I'm sure, to get your footing, go through the process, go through multiple jobs. I want to know a little bit more about that, because what we do know about you is, you know, you've got the jewelry and the nice watch, (laughs) nice car. Uh, We know that you are. Pacing right now, you're in the top three company-wide and in installs quarter to date. This will be your third consecutive quarter in franchise, which for those of you that don't know all of our internal internal lingo, franchise is our, our most elite performers, uh, leading the company in installs. It's something that most people never have the chance to 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 enjoy and and reach those heights. You're going on the third consecutive quarter at the highest achievement that we that we uh, that we track the most elite sales team in the world, in my opinion. Um, But it's not like you just got here and you immediately saw those fruits. You had to you had to grind to ultimately get to a place where your life has changed. You're changing the life of others. And outside of your immediate family, like the impact you're having on Bakersfield, we'll have Stir and Jeff speak to that in a minute. But what I want to know a little bit more about is, OK, you're here. You got here. And I want to know what transpired between the time that you made it to the States and arriving at Sunrun. Because you had to grind and go through a lot of steps to get to that point. So walk me through that. You're here. You made it. What next? You learn English. That's what <laughs> right. You know, I... I never believe on on knocking doors.
1: I I didn't think I was ever gonna knock a door in my life, because uh, I was I was working at a restaurant. Uh, I, I started working at that restaurant in 2011 as a busboy. It was it was one of the biggest restaurants here in town. It's a steakhouse. Tahoe Joe's been really was really good to me. Made a lot of good friends there. Um, so, but I needed, I I needed I needed to take it to the next level. So I knew I didn't want to be in a restaurant for a long time. Uh, for my, my whole life, I didn't want it to be just being at the restaurant. So I I decided to take real estate classes. I finished all the courses, and I was really about I was about to start uh, get get the, the final uh, test for, for my real estate license. And one of my friends that uh, was working here at even uh, when it was Vivian solar me that the opportunity that we have here and so i decided to try it out as a part-time little did i know that when when that 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 was going to be that doing door-to-door was going to be my career because he changed my life
0: completely the uh doing door-to-door wow what a story man so this is what i want to know about um we're talking a lot about how okay sun run door-to-door you resisted it at the beginning, you're like, I'm not going to knock doors. right Your friend introduced you to the opportunity. you came in. part time, you had sounds like 10 accounts that you closed part time during your combine, which is awesome. Um, later, you kind of saw the light, you decide I'm going to make this full- time. The very first quarter after you quit your other job, you hit franchise. Again, the highest level of performance. So obviously you can sell, you're a workhorse. What I want, so the way to my heart is work ethic. And I think a lot of us, We are self-proclaimed as hard workers. I can't tell you how many times I've interacted with people all around the company. And a lot of us consider ourselves the hardest worker in the room. I hear it all the time. Well, not everybody can be the hardest worker in the room, right? But when I'm around you and I hear your story and some of your feedback about earlier, you're talking about the culture of Bakersfield and how it's really a special place to be. And it's, there's a family feel and always been known as a team that that has grit and hustle. we were talking about, Hey, you know what, maybe, maybe we can ramp it up a little bit. We can, we can take a page out of maybe Bakersfield a couple of years ago. And you remarked that you feel like we're a little bit soft. And that hit me because when I saw the belief in your eyes, when you, when you said that, like it was confirmed to me that when you talk about being the hardest worker in the room, you are. And so what I want to hear from you and from stir and and from galley, it sounds like the impact that you're having on the team. Now, the influence that you have, like it's probably bigger than you even realize. And I think a lot of that is because making your mark and pushing the pace and embodying leadership, like that's just who you are at your core. But I believe based on my interactions that you are the hardest worker in the room. And so tell me about that. Like what, What gets you out of bed in the morning, and is that true? Like, are you the are you the hardest worker? And if so, like, like what is giving you the daily drive to do that? Because it's easier said than done, right? Yeah, I think when
1: I first quit the restaurant, I was I was freaking out that I wasn't gonna make it. To be honest, and part of that is fear. I wanna I want my kids to. I always talk to my older son, Troy. His name is Troy and Liam is eight years old. So I always talk to Troy and I tell him, hey Troy, when you think about me, you want to think about that my dad is the, the hardest worker I know. Yeah. That's how I want you to talk about me. So every day I wake up early in the morning and just treat this job like if I was a W2 still. I, I want to clock in at eight in the morning and don't get home until 9 p.m. And my favorite thing is when I come home and my son, Troy, asks me if I got a deal today.
0: I love it. I love yeah. That. So it's just a non-negotiable for you. Yeah.
1: That's for me. It's just, I had to put the hours. I had to work because I have somebody that I need to make proud. Of.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I think like everyone in Bakersfield knows this about Carlos and, um, you know, like hearing your story about just even that like four day freaking journey in the desert to get to the United States. I mean, it's like you're known, you have a reputation here in Bakersfield as being gritty and being one of the hardest workers. I think what's really interesting with your path is being a manager and working for Tahoe Joe's for 10 years. Like the, the, I think a lot of people, a lot of the listeners can can relate to this, of having a job where you had to like show up and trade your time for money. One, one advantage you had is that you were like really used to clocking in, right? You had this schedule. And so right. something that stood out to me with Carlos is how important his schedule is. I remember specifically talking to Carlos before he quit his job and like talking to him about his schedule and, and he showed me his calendar. And like right away you can tell when someone's very intentional with their calendar, like if you just pull up their phone. And I was super impressed with Carlos and just how intentional he was. And I remember we had that conversation, if you remember this, (laughs) about like, what would what would your bank account look like if you came on full time and like what what would happen? And and I think you 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 had a belief, but you also needed that like push from from others around you. And so seeing, you know, maybe talk about like your schedule for some of the listeners, like what what does your schedule look like and how did it change when you came on full time?
1: Right, so you know what that day that you that you I've, I took it like you calling me out while I was still working at the restaurant, and I took it really personal, yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I need to prove sterling that I can do this job so that the, the same day that you shook my hand that hard, remember
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> I went and quit my job at the restaurant and I. it was to, that same day it was the same day I don't it was, don't know a, if I knew it was a Thursday yeah. on a after the meeting, I was sitting there because I hadn't sold yeah. in two weeks, yeah, and you told me that I was better than that. so I went to quit my job that day. My bank account wasn't looking very good, let me tell you that much.
2: <laughs> Too many gold chains, man. Huh?
1: <laughs> so that day I quit, but when I quit the, the restaurant job, I just, I, I wanted to, to have the same schedule. I was working 55 hours a, a week there, and I wanted to work the same hours doing solar. And I feel like that was part of my success because I didn't, I didn't slow down. I just kept it the, the same way.
2: It's funny. We saw that. And in the first three weeks, you know, as soon as there's a top producer, they come into the, you know, they come into the meeting and everyone surrounds them. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I remember people asking Carlos and I knew the answer. It was like, Carlos is literally putting in three times as much time as anyone else. So if you were to sit down in front of somebody that's, that's joining the squad, they're going to
0: become a member of the contenders and they come to you and they say, Carlos, sounds like you are the best at holding himself accountable to a schedule every single day, and they asked you, what does my schedule need to look like in this job to meet my goals? How would you answer that? I will say,
1: make sure you're working at least eight hours a week. Uh, eight hours a day. I mean, eight, 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 <laughs> my God. Eight, eight, eight hours a day. Just treat it like it's a full-time job that you're doing. You need to provide- for Non-negotiable. Of, non-negotiable, don't be soft. I like, I like to use that word soft a lot. Jeff, Jeff taught me that word. Yeah. <laughs> so don't be soft and just go to work. I, my schedule looks like I, every day I like to get out of the house around 8.30 in the morning. Okay. I, I'm at the doors by 9.45. And then I take a lunch break and then go back to the doors again. If I have to schedule an appointment, I schedule, I schedule it for later. When, I, when it's not knocking time so I can get the most out of my time
0: on the doors. So I'm I'm thinking, I'm thinking back to that interview that Kobe Bryant gave years ago, years ago, rest in peace. And um, he talks about lazy people and how he doesn't want to understand them. He, doesn't, he says, I don't understand them and I don't want to. You strike me as one of those individuals that's just no nonsense. This is a schedule, just do the work. And I think what's so impactful to me about... Um, approaching the job and life that way is when you mention like your driver, like the most important thing to you is, um, impressing your boys, right? Right. Being, being someone that they're proud of someone that they can look up to and that they can, they can follow, you know, really follow your footsteps. I'm, I'm so curious to learn more about Liam, Um, eight years old, right Liam eight years old eight years old Liam has down syndrome yes and I have friends that um that have children with down syndrome and I think it is so interesting to me like to me they are the best parents because you do you really have to be um very structured in your day and you very in tune to their needs and so I'd love to hear a little bit more about Liam and not just what you do for him but what he's done for you so maybe talk a little bit more about him You know what? He changed my life completely,
1: the the way I look at things. When Liam was born, I remember me cleaning the restaurant in the middle of the night and I was crying my balls out because I didn't understand how I had a kid with Down syndrome. And at the same time, when I was crying and then I, I changed my mindset and I said, God, you chose me to be the father of Liam. I should be grateful. You chose me for a reason and I need to show Liam that I can be the best dad I can be for him. And I mean, Liam is awesome. I can go on, on, and on, and on all day about Liam. He's very, he needs a lot of attention. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I'm knocking doors and I have to go pick him up because Liam is throwing a fit at school. So I got to go get him, you know, and just find out, you know, get a babysitter for him to, to watch him. But um, yeah, so Liam is, is is unique in a lot of ways and it's making me a, it, it makes me a better person every day.
2: He brings so much joy. Like he, we'll 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 get together with the team and like just having Liam around. Like you can see how he lights up a room. Like yeah, he's, even he's sweet. even sweet. for our you know the other families that have kids and stuff. Like he's just he's got a heart of gold. And you know talking about your schedule and like even for him, like how important it is that you're you're consistent in your life with him, right? I think that you, that you know that's another benefit of the job is you've really mastered your schedule and and more importantly you've just become very consistent in every area of your life not even just with the doors but showing up and being a you know a good father that's been really fun to watch you like grow in every area of your life so we're proud of you dude you've uh, you've had quite the path um and we're you know obviously just getting started third third quarter in a row hitting franchise how many are you going to do this quarter what are you going to end at Oh, they challenged me to do thirty this quarter. Thirty, so. okay, yes. we got it on record. are you okay. gonna be, he's going to be top three, or what are you thinking? Probably. Okay, hey, yeah. come on, we need, we need like a. Hey, we got to go. <laughs> he's <laughs> humble too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love it, man. Thank you so much for taking the time. I'm sure that uh, all the listeners, all of our people on their way to hood, are gonna are gonna get a lot out of this. So thanks for the example you are. And uh, let's just keep on building in Baco, baby. Let's go, man. Thank you. Thanks, brother. If you're listening to this and interested in joining our teams, DM us on Instagram at runtheleague. What are you waiting for? Run the league, shoot us a DM, and let's get going. (laughs) Why are we
2: dropping out?